Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. We got a great show for y'all today. We get to sit down and pick the brain of an industry disruptor today. You know, our guest, he he not only created and, and, and served a market that didn't exist at the time that he created it, I'm kind of convinced still that right now, what we'll get out of today's show is information that we didn't know was available to us or a benefit of a service that he has created that we just didn't know was out there and existed, but we're going to learn today. See, today's show is for all my peoples out there that had those ski trips, those invitations, you wanted to go, family and friends, they wanted you to go. You had all of the clothes to be fresh in the leisure, to go to all the ski parties, to the pajama parties that night. But when it was time to hit the slopes, you were like me grabbing a couple hoodies and, and a pair of jeans and thought that was good <laughs> enough for the slopes. This is the show for you today. Last but not least, if you're just a dreamer, if you're a person that's passionate about your craft and willing to work at your dreams, we got a show for you today. I want you guys to please help me welcome the founder, the innovator, the game changer, Forrest Schenner. How you doing today, man? Owner good. of uh, Kitlander. <laughs> How you good, doing today, man? Great. Good for having Thanks for having me. Man, I, when I first reached out to you guys, um, my son, he, uh, he actually invited me to a, a family ski trip. And, and my first response and reaction to him was like, you know, hey, uh, that's that's a little expensive. We just actually came off a trip not too long ago. And it was like, you know, I'll catch you on the next one. And then he came back. Or actually, he started posting videos. And I started seeing his, his gear. I'm like, well, I, I don't remember that North Face jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I saw my grandson and I I didn't quite know he was decked out in Patagonia, but uh <laughs> I, I, I try to figure out what you know what's going on and he tells me he's like yeah i just rented it it popped in and showed up and i'm like well you could have told me that uh when i went to go make my decision whether i wanted to go or not so i didn't know such things existed so i reached out to Forrest because i'm like to me this is the best thing since sliced bread and i just wanted you to come on the show talk to us a little bit about what you're doing uh what, what kit linda is how do you guys do your business? And then uh, also kind of some of the technology wrapped around the business that you do. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, it was a pleasure. I kind of mentioned when we first uh, spoke on email, it was a pleasure working with your son. You know, he reached out. I didn't, I, I, you know, I'm not doing the day-to-day -day customer service, but um, I got some posts on Facebook and Instagram uh, from this guy and I'm like, He's just like raving, putting up cool videos, talking about how awesome we are. And, um, you know, he was really appreciative of what we were doing. And so I reached out to him and was like, you know, thank you. He reached out to, and literally called out our customer service as being awesome and the fulfillment as being awesome. And I, I love it. I, you know, I always think we have some of the best customers and your, your son is not an exception, you know not you know we treat everybody like a vip and i was just loving that he also was appreciative of their service um and what we are doing you know just as a service so um i i'm so glad that you reached out to me i love to kind of share the story and you know Appreciate happy to answer any questions you have to help other people in here about that story uh how did you where did the idea come from because it, like i said it's pretty genius <laughs> 
Thank you. Um, you know, so the story is I, I grew up in Stowe, Vermont. Um, that's where I'm sitting right now. And my parents have a brick and mortar ski shop, you know, so skiing was kind of in our blood, um, okay. skiing, snowboarding, um, you know, so you can imagine having a ski shop your whole life. And I have an older brother, I have a mother, father, our, our closets are like, you know, decked with all the gear. And so I moved after college, I went to uh, University of Vermont, moved down to New York City, and was doing the kind of finance rat race. And I would take trips up a lot of times up to Stowe. I still obviously love skiing. Um, mm. But so I would take trips up to Stowe and a lot of my friends from New York um, were either new, never skied before or were, you know, typical New Yorkers that, you know, their stuff was at their parents' house or they outgrew it or, you know, girls would have warm clothing, but wouldn't have <laughs> ski clothing, you know, like you basically mentioned. Yeah. You know, they, they can look fresh at a party or walking down to work, but the jacket goes down to their waist. They don't have mittens. They don't have goggles. Um, they don't have snow boots, you know, they're appropriate. They don't have ski pants and a ski jacket. Um, but I think that what's was missing is also, you know, there's a certain style that you, you want even on when you're skiing. Um, so I invited a girlfriend up at the time. I said, Hey, come on up, you know? And she was like, I don't have anything. And I was like, well, don't worry about it. You'll, you know, you can basically steal clothes from my mom's closet or from right. our ski closet. And, and, you know, basically flew up with a duffel bag. That's how I would always fly up. Mm-hmm. And she went into the closet the first day and I was like, you know, here's a list of the thing, you know, pick out whatever you want. And it wasn't just, here's the jacket. I hope this fits. It was different sizes and styles oh. and things like that. So, you know, for a, typical woman you know like a new york city girl (laughs) just this jacket she wants her style you know and Mm -hmm. you know she was like oh wow this is like rent the runway but for the mountains i was going to say that i was like it sounds very (laughs) exactly yeah or like a black tux you know for for mountains or something like that um so companies like rent the runway were like very new uh you know the black tuxes camera rental things like that i mean i think at that that point, I mean, it was really a new market. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you had even, you know, the Ubers and things were still in their their infancy this, you know, six years ago. Um, So I looked online, I was like, oh, that is kind of interesting. I'm surprised that they don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even asked my father, I was like, you know, you should, you know, do like rental stuff. And he was like, well, we do some, but you know, we're not really incentivized to do clothing rental. And then, you know, you have to then launder all this stuff. And then, you know, you don't have the size for them and you have to guarantee it and you have to have a booking. And, you know, so most places that did it locally, it was Mm -hmm. sort of like, if you come, came in and asked, they had a jacket, but you got what you got. You didn't have any choice, right. For Mm -hmm. the amount of SKUs you would have. Um, And so then I looked online and there was nobody doing it. Um, the only places I could see with any online presence were just for that area. And it would just be like rent jacket. And it just had like a table of prices, rent pant, rent goggles, rent gloves. And the uh-huh. prices were crazy. I mean, they were $30 a day for a jacket, $30 a day for pants. You know, some places rented goggles and gloves, but most wouldn't rent that. And I was like, God, if you just buy goggles and gloves, you know, you're talking about easily a hundred yeah, plus, definitely. 
just there. And then based on the jacket and pants, you know, for their rental costs, you're adding another $60 a day. And I was like, these aren't great prices. And then there's no selection, you know, it just a jacket and they'd maybe have a picture of a red jacket. And I, I called up a couple places and they were like, I was like, yeah, I want to reserve. And they were like, just come in. We got stuff usually. I'm like, I can't imagine somebody flying out to Breckenridge on and a <laughs> have something for you type concept, you know? Um, and, um, you know, everything I heard was quality is also an issue too. Cause again, mm -hmm. like, it's only one coat to rent. In Breckenridge, you don't really have much of a, 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 you know, you can't go elsewhere. You're either buying or you, that's what you get. Um, so I, I actually was working a full-time job at the time. And I was like, dad, you should start this. He's like, I'm 65 years old. I have a business that, you know, is already, you know, more than probably he wants at 65 years old at the time. Um, <laughs> It was like, you know, it's on the internet. It's, you know, it's a great idea, but I, I, I just, you know, I can't take on another project. So he was, he basically talked me into, he's like, well, why don't you do it? We can do some of the fulfillment out of our store. You can work in the city. I'll help, you know, get some clothing picked up. Um, and I was like, okay, well, it's not that hard. Like, so, you know, and this is probably where it goes into the tech thing. I had no, you know, formal background and thing, you know, like most mm -hmm. people use websites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I worked for um, a team at a financial firm that had a lot of like programmers and things like that. So I had some of the understanding, but um, I just kind of bootstrapped it. Uh, we both put in some money, mm -hmm. uh, got some clothing, and then I just tapped my network in New York, you know, had a, uh, a friend that had an amazing firm called uh, Frank Collective. Um, okay. and they gave us like some branding designs and things like that, that were amazing. Um, and then I called up another friend that did like freelance web development and we put together mm -hmm. like a, uh, a PHP website, you know, on WordPress with WooCommerce and, you know, just kind of figuring things out as we go, we mm -hmm. launched, um, this all started in April of 2014. We actually didn't get the site up until just about the end it was like december of 2014. Okay. i mean it was around around christmas time uh -huh. uh, and with most of these things you i've learned quickly it costs you know three times more than you expected and takes you know <laughs> um but i remember you know we put it up we had the website and it made every mistake along the way you know i remember even the first person on the site being like I'm trying to order and I can't get my order. And I didn't have like, you know, uh, SSL cert. Um, <laughs> and, and I remember taking that first order, being like, oh, this is cool. And then it was just like, we were selling out. Like we had very little stuff and we would sell out. I would fly up on weekends. I would mm -hmm. pack the orders for the week. I would leave them in front of the door. I had little, you know, this goes out on Monday. This goes out <laughs> on Tuesday. If an order came in that had to go out ASAP, I would either had some clothing in my apartment in New York and I'd box mm -hmm. it up or I'd call up my dad and be like, can somebody pack this up? It's um, gotta go. <laughs> and you know, it was, it was bumpy. I was doing all the chats, phone calls was all on my phone, uh, while I'd be at work or at night. Um, it, you know, Google AdWords and stuff. I just set up an account, watched YouTube videos, figured out what I needed to do. 
um, and we were off to the races. Wow. And you, you, you did all of this, no team at all. You just one man show right at, in the beginning. One man show. Yeah. You know, my dad was big on, um, connecting cause he had all the vendor relationships. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we got good, you know, good prices because we already had these wholesale agreements. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, the team was a guy in Argentina that did web, web development. The team was going on Upworks and hiring a graphic designer in, you know, Pakistan or, or you know, nice. or in, you know, Texas or, and, you know, um, YouTube was a big one. I mean, it still is to this day, you know, the internet, you can, now, any help did, file. Those resources that you found, was it any particular site that you went to to find those or what? that, that was your network kind of say, hey, yeah, I know a it guy. Was, yeah, it was my network. Um, telling me some people or Upworks was a big one. Um, mm-hmm. it still is for kind of freelance freelance folks. Um, yep. That's been a great, great resource, especially being seasonal um, mm-hmm. and not knowing what you have, you know, self-funded. You know, it's great to, you know, hire somebody and be like, hey, this is your role. But some things would be like a graphic designer, you know, like I need two hours of work. Yeah, you don't need to make that a position. Exactly. And there would be a lot of things. So it was great. I could get, you know, some of it I would be, um, hey, this is mechanical and I might just bid it out real inexpensive and I'd end up getting like international people or mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I want somebody that's more of like a subject area expert. And I'd maybe uh, hire somebody local, you know, sometimes just because of language barriers. But, um, you know, I still have folks that are, our developers are in Belarus and Russia. Um, I still use um, folks from the Philippines. Um, who th- these guys are amazing to mm-hmm. to do some, you know, any any kind of uh, like almost like offshore. Uh, yeah, exactly. Offshore work. You'll have like small projects, and you're like, I just need somebody to like bang this thing out and mm-hmm. upload products. You know, do some of these things. So um, that's been a great great help. That's cool. When you have projects like that, are, are, do they go out to bid, or is that more internal, and then you figure that out, or how does yeah, that you know, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've kind of start. I'll start sometimes with um, with a bid, and maybe raise the bid on like an Upworks, and then sometimes you also get where you know kind of roughly what the cost is. So then you'll, mm-hmm. you know, maybe say as you become more educated in it, you're like, okay. Now I know how long this takes. So now I can maybe pay hourly based on this. Um, I tend to, with Upworks, like more project-based. So you're not managing time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, just like, you know, they're remote. They're not sitting in front of them. You, you know, you figure out how long it takes and you have a budget. Um, but it's also a great resource where you can, you know, I would interview people digitally or, or you know, via email as well as like get on the phone. Mm-hmm. And um sometimes they're they're themselves like will tell you they're not a fit but will educate you and what you're looking for Mm -hmm. you know i would maybe i don't even know what the name of the like hey i'm looking for somebody to do this and they're like you need a web analytics person that's (laughs) not you know like okay you need the or like you know you need a you know ppc marketing person or you need a paid you know so you find some of those things um and then, you know, the network of people saying, like, here's an agency I work with that does this. Here's an agency that does this. Um, and that that works as well. 
like you said, when when you ran into some of those issues that you had, like you said, the SSL or whatever, whatever, like how did you come to finding those issues? Was it just from, oh man, we get, you know, people start complaining about this one area, let's let's jump on it, or is it you know, in self auditing and it's like, hey, yeah, okay, we're just getting better. You know, last year we did this, and now we, you know, how does how yeah. does that process look? Yeah, I mean, I think where where you feel the pain. Um, I think early on, and I mean, even to this day, to sometimes to my detriment, it's just like looking at it, watching it, um, you know, so, you know, people joke, they're like, I, you know, this guy will see every email, every text chat that comes through and things like that. And it's, it's not true, but being on it a little bit to have like, you know, especially the first year, it's like when the call came in and they're like, it doesn't work. You're like, okay, what's going on? And then just start like calling people to figure out what's going on and then asking the question follow-up too. You know, sometimes it's like, all right, they fixed it. What did you do? And then you slowly educate yourself. And because I didn't have a huge team, Mm -hmm. you kind of had to know like, oh, okay, this is the domain. This is roughly how this works. Okay. And this is where the cert sits and that certifies this payment processor who I also bid out on. And that payment processor is this guy. And this is the payment gateway. You just slowly start to understand like maybe 10,000 foot view of how these things start to connect, Um, Mm -hmm. which is just, you know, for any business owner, right. Or anybody doing anything to know, okay, maybe I'm an expert here, but you can sort of know a little bit of the words and and terminology of what's Mm -hmm. going on. Uh, other places and like you said you you, you want to also understand to your point i don't need to know to the very detail but again a customer might want to know are my payments protected yes they are yes. this is how and you understand how the payment processing works so yep. yeah i'm sure now with some of those issues right have you ever gotten to that point where you've built a lot it looks like you know i'm looking in the background you know you hard at work right now but have you ever got to that point where you just felt like, you know what, this this just isn't it? Like, uh, you, you know, they, I, I've, I've been throwing all my best against the wall, but I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say that I wasn't, but mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, it, it happens a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, for this business seasonally, too, um, you know, this is this is also the point of the year where it starts to build up. Um for me and it it's happened kind of year over year and you just have to like you know i always love the winston churchill quote you know when going through hell keep going so yeah. <laughs> I try, you know i try to um you know take some breaths meditate you know Definitely. breathe a little bit but um yeah i mean it, it it can be tiring you know um but every year you know you then just try to try to reboot a little bit um and see where the pain is and try to eliminate those so you can take solace in the you know new problems come up but at least you're fixing some of the ones along the way um i know for me it was last i guess it would have been no not last year two years ago in that january um i was still working a full-time day job which was starting to get really really busy because i you know then had a team of like five people in that job and then the business for kit lender was then doing much bigger numbers we had you know 12 i think 13 employees at the time and i would go to work at you know get up at 6 a.m be to work Mm -hmm. at 7 
work until seven, come home and work until two or three in the morning. And it was, you know, just that, just beating me okay, down. Right. And I had, yeah. And I had that kind of come to Jesus moment where I was like, this is either I need to pick one route or the other, you know? So that's when I actually did quit my job in the city and was like, I have to do this full time. It's, you know, and you start to see that it's costing money too, right? Like, um, if you're not in it, um, you know, things start to get missed. You can't watch it all the time. You make mistakes. And, um, so that's when I moved up back up to Vermont to, to run this full time. And that was, you know, it's one of those things that had to happen. It was just, it was too much, you know, doing, doing two jobs every January, I would start to just get to that, you know, yeah, three hours of sleep a night for an entire, you know, six week, eight week period starts to break so the, 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 you the human soul down a little bit. Like, like you said, you know, I think that that moment you talked about is so critical, right? That coming to Jesus moment or the that that moment where it tests your faith, right? That that yeah. you don't you don't know the other side of Kit Linda. You don't know what's going to really happen. You have a paying job that's kind of holding you up and, and holding this dream alive. But it's like you got to really believe in that dream now. And I, yeah. I think that's a, a great point you brought out to, to help our listeners. Because, again, we we all have these great ambitions. But when that wall of fear comes in front of us, you got to make a decision. You're going to gonna climb it and, 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 you know, look at the other side. Or you're going to look at that and say it's just too much to climb, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I've had conversations with some other folks about, um, about those sort of moments. And I don't think it's a bad thing to wait to do the kind of hustle to do two jobs. I think it built a lot of character, like it proved that I wanted it. I think anybody that I speak with is like, you know, or the people that I work have worked with, um, know like, oh, well, it wasn't just, it wasn't, it wasn't like easy and I was putting it in and putting in the time. Um, and you have that support financially on the other side that you can, you know, continue push. to do these things exactly and push through. Um, but yeah, you have to, you have to make that decision eventually where you do take the step. Like, I, I don't think it's bad to be like, Hey, I've got a little bit of a backup plan. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, like you hear from musicians, it's like at some point, are you a musician or are you a waiter that likes playing the guitar? And I think there's, there is a point where, yes, you have to do some of those things, but at some point you have to kind of see, all right, I'm putting it in, I'm putting in the effort, I'm making the progress. And then it does come down to time. You know, at some point, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, you know, there's only so many gigs you can go to somewhere else before you're like, I need to do this and mm. take that kind of leap of faith into it. Um, I probably, and I think other people w- wait too long um, and probably, you know, maybe it was a year, you know, maybe it was two years, but um, you know, you, you've got to do it eventually. I don't think you, the time is like, there's like a day mark, you know, well, after you do it for X day, <laughs> X revenue number, X employees, but you know, at some point it's, it's a hobby or it's, yeah, the, you're you're really doing as a business and 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 like you said i I think it's it's really that commitment and and when you made that leap was it a 
were you just confident at that point that it, again it didn't matter pass or fail this is what you was you were going out with yeah i mean i wish i could say like yeah i knew it and it, but i mm-hmm. think i i came to terms with like I would be more, you know, it's like the the M&M, you know, scene. It's like you'd you'd have more regret if you didn't take the opportunity sure. versus taking it. So you have to look at it. And yes, like at the end of the day, yeah, you know, you could look back and say, oh, shit, like I was making great money and now I'm coming back and I didn't have this. But I think you'd probably have bigger regrets, you know, when you're old and gray that like, what if? or I wish I put it in, or, you know, the horrible one is that's my business, but that guy committed to it, you know? <laughs> you know, there may be a Jeff Bezos somewhere that mm-hmm. didn't commit, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I I had that, and that was my thing, but, I, you know, I just didn't jump into it as much. I didn't quit the job. I was still working at the other company. And, you know, he may be right, or she might be right, but you don't know unless you you do it and then yeah like it could be annoying you'd be like i did it and somebody else did a better job but at least you're you know at least you're in a conscience that's clean and you gave it your gave it your all like you said you you can't make a shot you don't take right <laughs> no exactly yeah exactly Exactly. Exactly. You mentioned one thing earlier about the technologies. You know, you you were coming across newer technologies. You were learning as you go. And you said something about that learning that I don't want to get lost. And and that's how did you educate yourself? I know you say YouTube, but can you detail that a little bit just so the listeners can understand? Like, again, this is you didn't do anything, you know, any outlierish type thing. You did things available to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the simple one is being questioning things and being curious. I mean, I have, uh, you know, employees now where I'm like, you know, don't you, you know, didn't you want to ask, didn't you see something and take the little bit further? So, you know, and a lot of it is asking, asking questions, you know, a lot of the people that I see that are really successful, they ask so many questions and it's not question, you know, just being like a, a child is just why, why, why? But there is that something about like, you know, getting a little further, uh, you know, digging a little deeper into it. And, you know, I mean, things nowadays are so easy for us. I mean, you just ask, you ask a person, you can find a person online, or you can literally type that question into, you know, a search bar. And then, and then, yeah, it's like, take that time to watch the things, you know, instead of you know the instagram video you're watching youtube videos of things you you have interest in and like yeah you can skip ahead and search around but it's amazing how that stuff sinks in and you know then the more you surround yourself with with other smart people um it's just gonna it's gonna sink in but um yeah i'm amazed at the resources you can get online that are like these are like amazingly smart people putting up free videos for anybody and uh, you know i'm not a great reader like i'm not <laughs> and Dude, like i'm an audio book guy <laughs> like this I, is I'm an all audio book guy. Guy. <laughs> audio These, books uh, you know i like you put on an audio book put it on 1.5 and just <laughs> you will just bang out a book and then two days podcast you know I love listening to music, zone out and stuff, or like focus in a work. But I, you know, 
podcasts. I'll listen to them in the morning, in the shower, things like that. And YouTube is just, it's insane the amount of content that's out there that people put out and it's amazing. I mean, it's any question, you know, I'll have people ask me questions still and I'm like, you're 26 years old. You should know that you can just Google this thing and someone will literally with a PhD tell you the answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, this is a like when we were kids and you're like, I wonder how far it is to the moon. And you just had to be like, well, I guess we'll oh, never yes. know. <laughs> you know, I got to find a, a Britannica and look, look it up and find the page. It's just like, right ask here. the question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never lied about that. Is there any software out there, right? You, you, you've, like you said, I think you've been heavily involved in your business now. Is there any technology or software that you can think of right now that you could use in your business that'll help advance you or give you an advantage in the business that might not be there yet? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much free software that's available right now it, it's almost like even hard to like crack at that but i know for me like starting off it was google and their suite of products for everything that we did and you know i eventually all of them have basically a freemium model so you're using technology that you know google google itself is using <laughs> for its stuff and it's free and then yeah, they make it, there's a couple hurdles. As we grew, it was like, okay, we'll pay for the Google suite and we have our branded emails and everything's under one one, one, um, one umbrella. But you know, you can use all the Google Sheets, Docs, all those things right mm -hmm. out of the right out of the gate for free. Um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I mentioned Upwork is and there's like freelancer or Fiverr for like finding free help or finding help. Um you know, and these are obviously you pay to get people, but it's free to put a post a job, yeah. you know, indeed, it's free to do it. You know, if you want to, yeah, you can pay to get your post out there more, but it's free. Facebook, free. It's cost mm -hmm. money if you want to do more paid social, you know, YouTube, it's free. Um, you know, uh, you know, AdWords is going to cost you money, but they even give you some money to start an account yes. <laughs> they give you yes. i think five hundred dollars um i mean i remember that was my first 500 bucks was a google gives you a check for 500 bucks to put some ads up i mean it's just you know I, I assume they still do this stuff i mean there there's a lot of things where they're just giving you free things um you know i used zendesk for ticketing and chat um but i think even the first one that I used wasn't even Zendesk and it was a free customer support ticketing tool. I used Google Voice for routing mm -hmm. calls, free. I used, um, you know, I used surveys off of Google, free. Um, WordPress is free. Um, <laughs> you made, you made a, a good point not to cut you up, but the uh, service desk. I, you, know, you know, most people don't think of that having that free service that's to kind of extend your service like again to answer phones and take calls that's that's a, a a great free service to mention thanks for that yeah you know we i started off with like google basically setting up an email and then just basically ticketing it through that way and really quickly moved over to like a, a zendesk um ticketing and it's you know it was like ten dollars a user per month or you know twenty dollars it was not much mm -hmm. but um 
Yeah, it was really helpful. And I actually, I built our entire backend operations off of Zendesk. Like I remember, and this was up till two years ago when we really got, like I was using Google Sheets and free macros and things like that to like connect the dots. But I mean, remember talking to people at Zendesk and they were like, I've never seen anybody use, you know, because I would have where like the tickets were the orders and that was our fulfillment system because we have kind of an odd fulfillment system. Um, You know, standard e-commerce is like book an order, fulfill order, Mm -hmm. done, right? Completed. Ours is book an order, manage inventory for that order until the time that you ship it out of stock, returned, cleaned, booked back into inventory. But I use that along with like basically Google Sheets Mm -hmm. um, to connect it and keep track of everything. But again, it was like I I pay was paying for a tool that was just for like ticketing and was like, oh, I can. I mean, you're these other things. You were like, yeah, cool. I can put this little macro in and automate this, or put a flag over here, make custom fields, and I mean, they're it's amazing. I mean, they're they're corporate SaaS level. I mean, the company's on there, you know, you'll go to somebody's website and it'll be like free or like $5, you know, and they may be like a thousand dollars for like a premium corporate level, but you're like, yeah, it's used by FedEx and it's used by Oracle. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and I'm using it. (laughs) And I can put that same tag on my website. (laughs) I'm using this same. Yeah. Maybe like you'll do some things. I mean, you know how this is. It's like, Oh, I really wish I could do that. Oh, uh, well, that's the premium. But a lot of the stuff, it's just like, if you're starting, you you just deal with some of the manual stuff yourself and then worry yes. about, exactly. And, and to your point with that, uh, even um, it, it, as far as the, what you get from it, uh, again, you... you, you you figure it out. It, it, it's not as bad as it seems. And also using those services as a service, to your point, for 20 some whatever a month, you're not bringing that investment in-house, installing it once, updating it. If they put a new feature on in a month, you got that new feature. You know, if they put it on in five years, you got all of the new features that comes and no uplift, no heavy lifting for you. And like you said, that's something you don't have to worry about. So, again, like I said, that service desk piece, I, I know for me, that's that's a big one for us. And I, I know that stands out and, and people sometimes don't understand it, but I, I appreciate you, you going there with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, one. when you're when you're a big company, you know, like, yeah, there's needs for, you know, IT staff or services. But like when you're smaller, that's what's fun is you can be nimble and you're like, cool. What's my security? Well, I, Google is a massive company. They got these things secure. I don't know, you know, it's, it's you know, t- everything's encrypted up in this Google Drive folder. So, you know, and you can, you can do a lot yourself. And, um, you know, I've, I've had spoken with other um, younger entrepreneurs with ideas and I, I don't put like tech on a pedestal either, you know, and I'll say, you know, they'll be like, well, how am I going to do this? And I'm like, Oh, it sounds like you just, you know, like use a Google sheet or you, you know, there's some simple things that you can do and like, yeah, it's not going to be like scalable to the million orders, but like probably for now you can get your minimal viable product out. Right. And then that one thing that happens, you copy and paste over here or, you know, do this thing and you just realize like, 
let some things become problems and then you can add staff to it or add tech to it. But trying to think you're going to build the laser on day one uh, isn't necessary. Yeah. All right, man. So just as a recap for our listeners, if I'm going to kitlinda.com, what's my experience? What am I getting? Like, I'm going on a ski trip and... What, what, is, what does Kitlinda do for me? I, I want them to understand the benefits for me. Got it. So if you come on Kitlender, right now we do skiing, as ski clothing, as well as uh, summer camping and hiking gear. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually looking to um, branch into more sports, maybe some fishing, fly fishing gear, or uh, triathlon or wetsuits or things like that. But if you have a sport you're doing, let's say it's skiing like your son, mm-hmm. um, and don't have ski clothing, you go on the site, you're going to pick the area that you're going. So where you're delivering it to some people deliver to their homes. Most people take advantage of delivering it right to where they're going. So they don't have to carry and schlep their gear with them, you know, to the mountain. You'll then pick in the dates of your trip. It'll then pick out the outfit you're looking for. Most of the stuff is set up as kits. So we do rent things all a cart, but we'll set them up as a kit. So you'll go in, you'll say, I'm a man and I want a kit, you know, full kit and I want snow boots. And then I want to, you know, this is my size, my color, and you'll see the styles that you have. Mm-hmm. Look at the sizing guide, pick out what you want, add it to your cart, check out. Before your trip, we ship it so that it arrives the day before your first ski day or first rental day. Mm-hmm. Open the box, you show up at the hotel or wherever you're going, open the box up, everything's in a garment bag. You know, your your son has the video of him. They're pulling this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Use everything. Have fun. Look like a star. When you're done, you put it back in the garment bag, back in the box. We give you a return envelope. It's got directions on it, but basically it's got a return FedEx slip on it. And you got tape. And you tape the box back up, put the FedEx slip on it, which is all prepaid. So all the prices are with free shipping there mm-hmm. and back. Um, and you're talking about... a day for adults, um, 16 for kids uh, Mm -hmm. a day, and then ship it back to us and worry about it next year when you go on your ski trip. Bada bing, bada boom, man. I just just see so many advantages of that. You said one thing in the beginning and you just kind of made mention it again. And I think that goes back to kind of definitely where I come from, you know, it, and and maybe stolen from Neon Dion a little bit, but to look good, look good, feel good, play good. You know, we we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we always had that mentality, and, and I can come to your site and like I said, you know, it's not like we're renting a ski coat. We're we're renting some North Face. We're renting some Patagonia. You know, we we some some major brands out there, so you can definitely. You know, look your best out on the slope. So you'll have everything that we rent is of like name brand stuff for the sport that you're doing or activity that you're doing. And I agree with what you're saying. I mean, we say look good, feel good. I mean, first of all, the equipment has to be right. I mean, we both know you can play. You know, I keep looking at these basketball shoes. You can play basketball shoes with you know basketball with you know bare feet or you know a pair of uh, you know tennis shoes. But it's certainly better if you have the better equipment and it creates a better experience. So I don't know how many people have told me like we went skiing once with our kids and they hated it. Well, they got junk 
at Walmart, the kids froze and they hated the sport. <laughs> now they, you know, and that's a great exactly. way to get kids to do something, make them have a miserable time. I mean, you're going to get <laughs> blisters on your feet doing something. They're not going to want to play basketball, right? That is but, true. And then there's just the the feeling like you're part of the the team, you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, I played sports, you know, both skiing as well as, you know, team sports. And like, you also want to look like the guy you see on TV or the other good people that are out there. Right. I mean, everyone wants to look the part. So I always say, well, you might not be a good skier. We'll make you look like a good skier. There you go. And that makes you feel a little better. And, you know, shamelessly, like I tell people like, yeah, it, and it is a, a fun thing. Like, why can't you just look good in your photo? And like, this is that world. That yeah, definitely yeah. this world, IG, all it, of that. Yeah, I mean, like, and and I don't hate you. It's like you spend ten thousand dollars on a family trip. Sure, you want that picture at the top of you know veil to look okay, like nice. you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you look cool, and everybody's got their style, and you get goggles, and you're looking fresh. Versus, you know, I would hear from customers year one, they'd be like, "We just don't want to look like dorky tourists because that's what they would look like." <laughs> all red jackets, all black pants. You know, it was like, you know, they looked like, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. they got the gaper. Um, but it's just like, you want to look like, hey, we could be great skiers and we look cool. And like, your son wants to be, you know, in black and the other son wants to be in, uh, you know, print color or one of the daughters or your wife wants to have fur on her jacket and a bright color, The you know. You know, I'll see somewhere it's like they love that they have the two toddlers in matching outfits. Some of them, they don't want them in matching outfits, you know. Or some of it's like, I want pink and blue for the sun. And it's, it's they print the photo up. They make it 8 by 10 It's sitting on the, you know. The, Man, the, at home. <laughs> exactly, right? And, I, and that's a good point, too, uh, that I, I completely miss. Kids. Uh, oh, kids is huge. I, you know my, you know, my grand, exactly the, the grandson. I can't buy him that type of gear. Again, to your point, to to really make sure his experience is great, I might spend five hundred bucks for one trip because the next trip is he's out of there. So, just an, an another just great you're, reason. You're, you're, there's no way you're gonna find those gloves and goggles at the end of the year. You know, when you go to bring this stuff back, if he does fit in anything, the gloves are gone. Somebody eats those when you put them in a closet and then they're going to grow. I mean, there's no way that you can have a toddler or a junior have ski clothing or any pair of clothing for an entire year. I mean, that's just, you know, I I hate the phrase no brainer because it seems like such a sales line, you know, or it's like, but I will say this is one where I'm like, all my customers are like, this is a no brainer. This is a no-brainer. It's like $16 a day. I was going to spend five bucks. We go on one trip a year. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I heard about it, it was a no-brainer. I was like, man, you could have told me this before you went. I had to test it out first. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> thanks a lot. Son. Yeah, right, right. I missed the whole trip, but thanks. Cool, and, but. You, know, you guys are in great shape, but. You know, normal people like me, our waist grow a little bit. So, you know, dad, <laughs> it's like, you know, I appreciate <laughs> Yeah. You know, they'll come in for the kids, right? They'll come to the website. We need stuff for the kids. And then mom's like, 
Oh, that jacket's pretty cute. I'm gonna get something for myself. And then the last one is dad's like, hey, why do I have to look at a dork and my pants barely fit because, you know. <laughs> you know how I go. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. So what's next for Kit Linda, man? Before we get out of here, what's going on? Yeah, so, you know, we're continuing to go into camping and backpacking was, was massive for us this year. Um, okay. Again, it's another activity where it's there's active campers out there. Totally get it buy your gear, go camping all the time. I love it. A lot of people are probably more like you that maybe go on one camping trip or somebody's going backpacking and they need the gear. It does not make sense or nor do you want this in the garage. And then it's, you know, especially Texas people tell me all the time, they're like, if I put this in the garage, it's it's destroyed. You know, it's mold or mildew. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's basically that doesn't store Done. that long. Um, <laughs> So continuing on that, um, we had a great, you know, with COVID, this thing, people were doing camping more. So, I mean, that was great. Um, we're looking at triathlon and kind of some wetsuit stuff for the this summer, um, okay. as well as maybe some fishing, fishing gear. Um, and again, it, it, what happens for me is what I've done is either people ask for it or I do something where I think, hey, I'm actually looking to buy this stuff. So last summer I did it, not this summer, the summer before I did a triathlon. Mm -hmm. I never done a triathlon. I like to run, but I was like, huh, okay. I'm probably, I guess how many times I've used that triathlon suit? Once on the one triathlon. (laughs) Probably doesn't fit me anymore because I gained weight. (laughs) So what did I do? I went, I went in and it was, there's no, there's no great services for renting it. And I ended up buying stuff and I was like, all right, calling up people to put in orders. We didn't do it this summer for obvious reasons <laughs> because of <laughs> because of COVID and mm-hmm. triathlons didn't seem like a great place to be. But um, we're monitoring that for this year as well as um, I went fishing with a friend, fly fishing. Same mm-hmm. thing. Like I wanted dope fly fishing gear. I didn't want to be. You know. How many times I use my fly waders? You know, I think I've used them twice. So, and fly fishing is a long experience. I mean, it. You know, it's it's the type of thing that I think if you're going with somebody once, you're probably, you know, testing to see if it's something you're into. And the rent to buy is is great. You know, like we sell some of our used stuff, as well as I always tell people you they can use us to see if they like the sport. True. True. Early on, I had a family. It was like one of my uh, like first year, maybe second year, I got like an order for like $5,000 or something like that, $4,000. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. It's like a lot of stuff. Maybe it wasn't even that high. It was $1,000 or something. And mm-hmm. I, I looked in it. It was like a huge family. And it, it, the guy, I called him up. You know, it was just like, hey, how'd you find us? He actually had a business in California and was like, well, it was that same story. I grew up skiing. My wife doesn't do it. I've got kids. You know, he had like a huge family of like, you know, seven kids, all ranges. He's like, I want to take them there, teach them skiing. We went once. It was miserable. But, you know, so at the end of the season, he called me up and was like, hey, we had a blast. Kids weren't on the phone. I'm loving this. We're looking to buy a place in in Big Bear because we okay. want to go skiing more often. So I want to buy clothing. And I was like, great. I lost a customer, but I love that idea that they're doing something. And that's like a family experience. They're getting mm-hmm. out and enjoying themselves. 
and I helped bring them into the market. And the ski industry has these challenges. So it's great to know that like, we're helping bring people back to a sport that's putting people out, you know, cities, uh, things like that. You know, I, I see a ton of people from Atlanta and Texas, and I do hear a lot from them. It's like, we just couldn't afford it. Or it's just, again, like you add another $5,000 onto the trip, you do something mm-hmm. else. And, you know, then now they're coming back to us every two years. They're going on a ski trip and yes. they're loving it. See, that's dope, man. See, Kit Linda, you're not only for the people, you're for the sport of skiing. See, <laughs> ambassador for the sport of skiing. Ski <laughs> hey, 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 I got to get a U.S. ski tag back there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, man, before I let you go, I do this to all my guests. You were looking at the tennis shoes back here. We asked all our guests, you know, favorite pair of kicks, man. You, you sound like you like dope gear, so I, 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 I know you got a pair. I, I'm actually wearing a pair of Crocs right now in my office. Ain't <laughs> that wrong with that? Everybody wearing a Crocs. I, mean. I did. I did buy my uh, the guy. We we we're in Vermont, so we like to have inside shoes and outside shoes. So okay. if anybody doesn't have any shoes, I bought actually kid guts. I bought him some Crocs that have like spray paint, and he looks all fly in them. But um, <laughs> for me, I love. Uh, nike air maxes and i i kind of have a yeah so i i tend to buy those off of um the goat and spend too much money i have a i have a pair of uh they're the nike jordans they're like the old school ones god i wish i knew the name of them but they're like two thousand dollars so i'll never buy those they're so pretty yeah. see you're, you're a real sneaker here look he said yeah. i go my stuff off the goat you know what that I, is <laughs> I see. I see. I see. Hey, man. Hey, Foss, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate you saying your, your industry knowledge here. Uh, again, we're going to try to promote what, as best we can what you do. I think, like I said, it's just an awesome idea. And I think we definitely all can, can benefit from it. You've, cre- you've created a space that is definitely needed in the industry. And like I said, we're going to work on uh, U.S. skiing to make you the ambassador as you bring it (laughs) (laughs) all right man you have a good one thanks a lot again thank you much success man